0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Google Ate My Homework podcast. My name is Adam and I am your host. Since this is episode one, I will give a little background about myself before we move on to the rest of the show. I created this podcast for an assignment in a graduate course I am a student in called Web 2.0 Tools for Teaching and Learning. I'm a Master's of Education in Educational Technology student at Western Oregon University, and I am also earning a graduate certificate in instructional design. I am currently a graduate assistant in the Center for Academic Innovation here at WOU. My primary responsibilities are tech support for our Online Learning Management Systems, or LMSs. Currently, those are Moodle and Canvas, with full Canvas migration and implementation achieved hopefully by next year. Before enrolling in this program and working at WU, I worked for Salem-Kaiser Public School District in Salem, Oregon. For the last 10 years, I've been a librarian. And for SKPS, I worked in the library at Crossler Middle School in South Salem, off of Davis Road. When I was considering topics for the assignment and Web 2.0 tools for teaching and learning, I was imagining ideas that were both related to my degree studies and problems that I thought I could offer some insight into That would be helpful. The idea I kept coming back to was a podcast that would offer guidance, tips, and tricks to SKPS parents who are having to help their children navigate through the complexities of using Google Classroom as a purely web-based learning tool, instead of it supplementing in-person, face-to-face instruction like it was before the COVID-19 pandemic. I have friends with school-aged children at home, And they have told me how hard it is sometimes to help their children with their schoolwork because they don't know how to use Google Classroom. My goal with this podcast is to identify common problems and bottlenecks in Google Classroom that are preventing parents from helping with actual class content. As we move forward, I will solicit feedback from listeners about what problems they are having and try to come up with solutions. I will also try to bring in staff from SKPS particularly from their technology information solutions team. If there is a problem I can't find a solution for that I think they can, then I will try to get it from them. For the first episode, I'm going to focus on a few small problems that frequently occurred at my school that I had to help students with. Often, when students had problems with their student view or with their Google Classrooms, their teachers would send them to me to see if I could figure out the problem or, if I couldn't fix the problem, to create a help desk ticket and send it to Technology Information Services, or TIS for short. I think the most common problems that came to me in the library had to do with Google Classroom sign-on. Most school districts that use Google Classroom are using a paid subscription to G Suite for Education and use that platform to manage student and teacher profiles. So if you are listening to this podcast and are not part of SKPS, then remember that your SSO or single sign-on will look different than the one I'm describing here. However, the basic Google Classroom configuration should be the same. The first problem I'm going to describe is, as far as I know, specific to students at Salem-Kaiser School District. I think I encountered this problem at least five times a day, the first few weeks of every school year. Students would come see me in the library after their exasperated teachers had asked them why they weren't submitting their assignments in Google Classroom. Their response was always the same. I can't log on. Now, for SKPS, the login is strange. But it is important that the student knows what the correct sign-on is, or else they will just keep getting an invalid email error. Students who are unable to log in are often simply putting in the wrong email for their account or spelling it incorrectly. So, unless it has changed recently, and I'll ask to confirm, the login should be their student number at salemkaiser.org. I'll repeat that their login should be their student number at salemkaiser.org. So, at sign, salemkaiser.org. Why is it salemkaiser.org? I don't know. I will try and find out. However, students were often trying their personal Gmail accounts or had misspelled Kaiser with the I before the E or were missing the .org part. Simple, right? This was the most common reason why students were unable to sign on. It was often a 10-second fix, and students tended to feel very silly about it. I tried to remind them that it was an easy thing to forget, and I was proud of them for asking for help. (music) The second most common reason was an incorrect password error. This was a bit more difficult to solve. Passwords are different for SKPS students up until 5th grade. When they move to 6th grade, their passwords need to be reset. The beginning of the 2019 school year was the first year that students were able to reset their own passwords, but often they still needed help. If you are helping your student reset their password and have made it to the reset screen, remember that the new password has to be at least eight characters long, contain letters and numbers, and cannot have been used before. I know this is incredibly annoying and makes for passwords that are hard to remember. I would suggest writing it down on a post-it note or some other piece of paper and putting it on the refrigerator, or write it down and take a picture of it with your phone or your student's phone. It is also useful to write it down in whatever notes app you are using on your phone. If you are still unable to reset the password after an infuriating number of attempts on your student's computer, then it's time to call your school's registrar. They should have the ability to reset your student's password to its default, or check for any reason that your student's account has been disabled. After your student's password has been reset to its default, your student can sign in with it, but they're going to be prompted to create a new password when they sign in. The same rules will apply to creating this new password, at least eight characters long, with letters and numbers, and it cannot have been used before. Don't forget to save it or write it down somewhere. This new password will also be the password for their Student View login. The first time the student visits Student View after changing their password, they will un- up- They will want to update the stored password in Google Chrome. More likely than not, Google Chrome will ask if you want to update that password after you enter the new password in Student View the first time. You and your student can let Chrome Remember that password if you want to, but it's not required. I know that it is a time of uncertainty right now for you and your students at home, and you are probably also juggling new job challenges like working from home or reduced hours or layoffs. Adding frustration from the school technology side must seem like adding insult to injury. Remember, your school district is there to help you. They are doing this for the first time also. So things are going to be clumsy, and sometimes they won't work. But if you find yourself completely stuck, reach out to your school, and they will try to find an answer for you. If they don't know the answer, then they can find someone who does. It may take a while, but it's better than not asking at all and risking your student having a less complete learning experience. Also, you can try reaching out to the Google Educator community. Several SKPS staff are Google for Education certified. I happen to be Level 1 certified. But there is also a large group of educators who use Google Classroom that respond to questions in Google Educator groups. There are over 55 groups currently in the U.S. alone, with one in Oregon, You'll have to apply for permission to enter, but it is a good place to start if you think SKPS is taking too long to find a solution for your problem. That is it for the first episode of the Google 8 My Homework podcast. I hope this episode was helpful to you. Even if you haven't encountered the specific problems mentioned, remember that we are all in this together. And together, That's how we will solve problems.